0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part three of the Distraction Pieces podcast um, drunk cast with Ed Gamble, James Acaster, Chris Glasson and Stu Whiffin. The end of this drunk cast... Oh, you will have heard at the end of part two, we were pretty drunk. The end of this one, me and James are just screaming at each other. Um, I'll also tell you that about 20 minutes after this ended... I was in my bathroom throwing up for the rest of the evening. I ordered a pizza, I ate half a slice, and then threw up for s- for several hours. So that tells you where we got to. I've banged on enough about the the Pod Bible listening party on Twitter and the distraction quiz on on YouTube. So let's just get into this. This is part three. Huge warning and huge apologies. It gets really loud and really m- m- messy. We're on Zoom, so we're all just shouting over each other. It's glitching out. James keeps getting up and walking around his house away from the microphone, so he then can't talk. So it gets messy and confusing, but thank you. And huge love to my producer, Buddy Peace, for putting this together, because this was a shit show. And to try and to make it sound as good as it sounds... Surely you can appreciate If you listen to a lot of stuff that's being recorded over Zoom at the moment, no one is as good as Buddy Peace. So big love to Buddy Peace, the best producer in the podcast game. Not in, Obviously, the great Benito is obviously, he's joint best producer, but he didn't have to work on this. God bless him. So, um, yes, uh, let's just get into part three. Heavy. I mean, I've said it about five times, heavy warnings. Heavy warnings. Please don't be offended. This is The Drunk Cast. See you in a bit. So, regardless yeah. of these guys being my mates, they've got a podcast called Hardcore Listening, which is just the guest picks a top five of anything, and it's it's one That's of my favourite podcasts to listen to because it's yeah, endlessly it's entertaining. But if there's ever a bit of advert. A better advert for both of you guys going on there is that they have been sponsored by Hooch.
1: So, so that's just forget, forget You're not the doing format. yourselves any favours.
0: Forget the format. Forget other guests. They've been sponsored by Hooch.
1: It's, Top it's, fives is like I think just maybe because of high fidelity and stuff. That's that's like, what that's where it come from. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's what we live for, right? But here's a question. I, autistic man. I
2: see. Yeah, I see a lot of things. Uh, especially from women tweeting at the end of the year, going, "I can't wait to see all the men's top lists." Yeah. Is it a is it a specifically not yeah. specifically, but a generally male thing of having to order all of our experiences? Mm.
3: <laughs> I think uh, so.
2: I, I, I think, think that's a thing
1: where it's like it's it's. Uh... Whatever it is, like, I think it's an autism thing and things like that. And, and, and like, at one point, autism was referred to as, like, extreme maleness. That's how people, like, (laughs) doctors and scientists are referred to it. And uh, just wanting everything in order and it brings us comfort and it makes us feel relaxed, it makes me feel like very calm when I can put everything in a list and go, here's my favourite things, and that's the that's I mean that's what I like. Oh if, if I if I, I enjoy very much if I enjoy an album the people I done. have
2: t- if I really enjoy an album, I have to put it in my document of top albums of the year. So I know it's there, yeah. so I'm ready yeah. to order it, it in December.
4: Great.
0: I mean yeah. I mean it's it's probably a giveaway if you look at Stu's background and that's that's where they recorded them, but the amount of w- women they've managed to convince to come on their top five podcasts is oh. minimal. It's so few okay. <laughs> to come into that creepy little
1: bar yeah. of into my brain like, bar. why is that? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, there's a sense that we could say it was, like, because, um, like, it's, ju- it's a genetic thing. Men are, like, you know, wanting to make these lists. But actually, you know, is it a thing where we make... Women feel like they can't make those lists. They can't have like that kind of influence and stuff. Like that 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 could be a thing as well. Like Completely. that we're we we're, we're all like we're the tastemakers. We say what's good and all. Or this
2: maybe kind of women stuff. just want to enjoy stuff without having to
1: fucking put it into a list, categorize well, it. Listen to rank it. Either way, either way, they're better. <laughs> like, no, no, no matter no matter what way you cut it, by not or whatever reason it is that they haven't joined in, they win. Like it's
0: oh, bad. I, oh, I had three top fives on on from hardcore Listen that came to mind. Then the first was uh, Brett Goldstein choosing his top five uncomfortable gigs, and including mm. a gig in someone's living room. It was absolutely amazing. Number two was Ed scrine from Deadpool and and Ill yeah. Manners and all sorts of other stuff, yeah. Cho- choosing his top five Thug Tears tracks. As, as, as so when hard rappers write an emotional track. And the number three, which trumps all of them, was body positivity model Jess Megan picking her top five dinosaurs. <laughs> you don't need to overthink it, guys. You don't, all all no, these that, fucking uh, complex yeah. top fives that are going to reveal huge things about me as an artist yeah. and the things I'm into. She's like, aren't dinosaurs wicked? That, the, that is yeah. the problem with men making their top fives. Is it's, yeah. it's too personal and here's what it's going to show about me.
5: Well, yeah, I don't also, know, when like, we did top five Everyone else
1: can, like, argue with me, like, you know, I'm going to say this is my top five, everyone can argue in the comments, blah, blah, blah. Entertainment-wise, someone going top five dinosaurs, there you go,
4: speaks for itself. It's gold. And what what was important was Chris and I hadn't heard of any of the dinosaurs in the <laughs> top five. They were the most, They were super indie dinosaurs, <laughs> weren't I, they? I, 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 I was tempted <laughs> to kick dinosaurs. Jess out for not having T-Rex
5: as a number one. I was absolutely see, gutted.
0: You see this cracked me up because because chris uh, <laughs> uh, talked on a recent podcast of, on the after parties one that we were talking about he touched upon an actual after party and he said that he had to he had to actively go and apologize to his partner 's sister he didn 't go into it in big detail <laughs> yeah. but because of how how he had been at a drunk after party and chris again he 's one of the nicest guys i 've met but the the day he told me about that was just after the the Jess Megan podcast, and we'd been travelling home from our club night, We Are Lizards, and I'd said to, uh, Chris had said, he was very drunk, it was a night that he'd kicked Stu, and Stu had given him the silent treatment f- for the whole journey home. <laughs> and, and and Chris had, had, after we'd dropped off Stu, I'd mentioned that, I'd, he'd mentioned that Jess was coming on to talk about dinosaurs, and I'd said that I'd read an article recently that dinosaurs were f- feathered, and it was a mis—it it was a mistake that they're not feathered and that they're these scaly things, and the the way he looked—he looked down his nose at me as drunk Chris, not as Chris, as Craig, yeah. uh, which is Chris's dr- drunk alter ego. <laughs> the the derision he he, he he threw me for thinking that T Rex, for example, uh, was feathered, which apparently it's not. It was such a joy to then hear Jess pick dinosaurs he hadn't heard of because he took such (laughs) a dinosaur high point or high horse of me because I'm not that knowledgeable and Chris knows a lot about dinosaurs. When... uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, 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 When... When... When they had an episode of their five Chris people... Knows a lot
1: about dinosaurs.
0: You, you know the classic conversation, and you must have, have it had it off-record and off-menu, the classic conversation of who you would have a dinner party with. It's notorious on Hardcore Listen that Stu's fury, that when Chris chose that, one of his choices was T-Rex. <laughs> um, <laughs> it yeah, was stupid.
1: It was stupid. anyone it's living or dead... Not it is, a fucking
0: Steve, meal, mate. No, hang on, Stu, it
1: is real, to clarify. It is real, <laughs> yes, mate. It can be real, that, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but But, yeah, the. It, the, the it's real, <laughs> but it's not practical at a, at a
0: meal. <laughs> no! Uh, not at a dinner yeah. party, l- lads. Again, uh, the the great. The choice, table would have to be so high. Chris, the the, the, why the is table.
2: That your... uh, you'd have to have such a high table so the T Rex could eat, and then you'd have Isn't to have really arms? tall They've chairs for all arms. the humans. Yeah. It's a
5: fucking nightmare. It's just to wind up, Stu. Stu Stu had all his favourite musicians, basically, didn't you? You got all (laughs) highbrow guys. You 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 had like like post like eighties post punk lead (laughs) singers. Who did you you have, Stu? Come on. No, no, no.
1: Listen. First of all, before you even say Stu, guys, this is why from a hit podcast to I don't I didn't even fucking know what yours was (laughs) until we did this one. (laughs) Listen. <laughs> you gotta stop striking out against each other. Me and Ed are backing each other up. We're not trolling each other, trying to upset each other every fucking episode. That's all we do. You're choosing a T Rex just to epsi- e- oh, oh yeah, okay. I'll make fun of your diabetes, <laughs> but that's by the by. <laughs> <laughs> as, as Stu will attest, it's make believe. But look, the whole thing. Me and Ed are having a good time together, backing each other up. You Until it comes to pudding. Other. yeah actually to be fair when it comes to putting i was was gonna say absolutely yeah
0: putting versus starters i was was gonna say but i completely understand chris's point of view because the first time i was asked five people that you would have at a dinner party living or dead Mm. i picked trump boris johnson nigel farage katie hopkins and and, what No, no 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 bear with me and hitler and i chose dead so it's, 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 it's the okay. classic gag of you're allowed to choose living or dead and you're riling people yep. up by saying, I will choose them all dead. Um, yeah. Okay. Fine. But picking T-Rex was, 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 a, was a, a wonderful stretch. But it, it happened similarly on... I mean, uh, this isn't just my D- Distraction Pieces Network annual re- review of the Hardcore Listing podcast, but uh, th- they recently had a top five superhero costumes... And one nice. of the ones that Stu picked was Flash Gordon. It's just a T-shirt. It's just sure, a T-shirt yeah, and nice. jeans. He also picked S- Super Nan. Super Gran. <laughs> Super
5: Gran. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hold on. It's a podcast called Hardcore Listening. Mm. Yeah. Hardcore Listening. I think, Guys, that, I think that was your pick, wasn't it?
1: Hold on. Your, your, your podcast is about top fives, yeah, but you've yeah. called it Hardcore Listening.
2: Listening. Yeah. Yeah. Hardcore listening. It doesn't, doesn't let Listing. people know what it's about. James, hardcore listening. listening. It's a pun on fisting. Oh. Again, well, give it his due. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it. Thanks,
3: Thanks, thank you,
0: Ed. <laughs> <laughs> give it his due. It's a pun on Hardcore Fisting. Please, so, James. No. It's
2: <laughs> a pun on fisting. It's very highbrow. Leave it
1: alone. Come James. on, James. Sorry. Jesus. I thought it was Hardcore Listening. <laughs> Hardcore listing does let you know what it is. I, just, I didn't get the pun. It's as lowbrow as you thought.
0: It's, it's it's fine. It's lower than the well, brow, they, mate.
1: Yeah. Originally, I thought you weren't getting listeners because the the title didn't let you know what it was. It turns out it's because the pun is fucking disgusting. So like, fine.
0: At, at, at this point, at this point. <laughs> Oh, at, this, at this point i'm looking at my notes and my genuine note is to ask james if he's if, if he's tried any new ben and jerry's flavors recently so i mean i yeah, don't yeah. know where this podcast is going can i, to, can I say there's
2: ben and jerry's are releasing uh a nike sb yeah. dunk uh shoe in the next month and i want it so much more than
0: i've ever wanted i've to seen s- it it's fucking it l- chunky dunky. It looks so dope. You cannot understand, or James will understand, because we've talked yeah. privately about Ben and Jerry's a lot. <laughs> how how the 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 flash of, of of panic I had when you posted a recent picture that made me think that Ben and Jerry's had done a collaboration with Off Menu. Sure,
1: because you yeah, did yeah.
0: a you did an artwork, and I was yeah. like, I've been pushing for a Distraction Pieces <laughs> collaboration
3: yeah. for
0: so long. <laughs> I was furious, but but I, I mean. J- uh, Genuinely, on that subject, uh, James, have you tried uh, the Netflix and chilled of Ben and Jerry's? No,
1: not yet. It's, I mean, like... It's a it's collaboration a good... with
0: Netflix. It sounds mind-blowing. It sounds stupid. It yeah. sounds like a cash-in. It's the best Ben and Jerry's I've ever had in my life. It's Talk fucking amazing. It. Talk it's, me through it. So, he means that. It's combining yeah. the it's combining the basic combination. It's peanut butter and it's chocolate. Yeah, yes. But that's gold. That's Ben and, and Jerry's gold. But what they got me add, through the door. But what they add is m- mashed-up pretzels. Yes. So, uh, so there's this kind of sprinkling of this salty flavour that is just just—it's mind-blowing. It's so simple, but it's become my favourite flavour. It sounds like flavor. the
1: Chubby Hubby. So Chubby Hubby's yeah. famously been my favourite flavour. I say famously. I've said it so many times that to me it's famous, but like Chubby Hubby's like my favourite <clears throat> flavour. It's I've only it available in the UK. I
0: was going to say, it's only available outside... The UK. I mean, we're going on deep dives here. This is just me and James. Everyone else, take your toilet break. Enjoy yourselves. I'm happy for that. It's available only outside of the UK. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Ed's Ed's moving away, but I know that Ed loves this. But like, oh, I've um, heard, I've heard
2: about Chubby Hubby many times. Yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, Ed has heard about this enough times in his life. But like, it sounds like it's like Chubby Hubby, but without the the potato chips involved. The crisps.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so it's um,
1: like the but but also the pretzels aren't whole; they're crumbled up and sprinkled sorry, throughout.
4: James, I don't know what chubby hubby's is. Can
1: you explain what? So chubby hubby ooh. is like a, a, a malted vanilla flavour with a dark chocolate swirl, a fudge, uh, a, a peanut butter fudge uh, chunk throughout it, and a dark chocolate covered pretzel in it as well is that right Pip am I, am I, yeah. am I right there or have I got it wrong um, Completely that's, accurate. that's basically what, what a chubby hubby is I had it in Melbourne for the first time and I think that ice cream the thing is with ice cream is that you have a guilt that you're eating something that's bad for you and ice cream has to be so good that it overrides that guilt and the first time I had chubby chubby hubby I didn't care if it was shaving years off my life I didn't care what it was doing to me it was so good that I wanted to keep eating more of it and finish the whole tub. Normally, with an ice cream tub, I don't want to finish the whole thing because I'm worried that it will be bad for my health. It Ugh. was so, so good, it was worth it. That was how good this, this tub of ice cream was. Mate, mate, it's, 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 it's,
0: it's true. I I genuinely, I rarely buy a tub and don't finish the the whole tub. And me and James have talked... I mean, let's talk about the elephant <laughs> in the room. Uh, uh, me, James and Ed have talked about doing a drunk cast where Ed gets drunk and me and James see who can eat the most of Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) And James was very confident until I sent him a photo of the fact that I was the first ever person to get a Ben and Jerry's gold card. (laughs) It's like like a Nando's gold card, but I just get free scoops. And yeah. I don't know
1: how you've done that. I mean, I I genuinely think that most of the time, I feel like, yeah, I can. When I was in competitions, I, I, I did one with my friend Sean when I was a teenager, and I, I pounded him, and we were both ill afterwards, but it was fine. When you sent us your stats, I yeah. started to get worried that I'd I, run my mouth off.
0: I genuinely, I thought I was the first person to get one, and then I've used it at least eight times since it went out of date, which makes me think. I mean, the sh- shocked look on the on on the people working the till. Makes me think yeah. I'm the only person who's ever been. <laughs> it was because they
2: genuinely run. just kind of go. Yeah, it was clearly oh, a test okay. run,
4: and they, they've they've yeah. never done it again. <laughs> they, I, I, I was with you confused. in Soho, wasn't I? When you pulled yeah. that out, and I was like, yeah. "Whoa!" It's the first time I had any respect for you. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's incredible!" Had any
1: respect for you? What had he done by that point that had got you any respect? I genuinely,
0: I I was. Before lockdown, in fact, the transition into lockdown, I was filming a TV show in Canada. And as James will attest with uh, with Chubby Hubby, the excitement of going abroad is the yep. Ben & Jerry's flavours that aren't available in the UK. Yep. And i would mentioned Netflix and Chilled. The collaboration in America with uh, Jimmy Fallon, the Tonight Dough, yes. which is a peanut butter dough flavour with mm-hmm. like a dark chocolate kind of m- yep. m- s- stuff in it a
1: it's
0: it's 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 it's, it's mind-blowing and i genuinely yes, I, was, I was filming the show and i had a hotel but it was a hotel that was an apartment because i'm a big deal um I, yeah. it, it it meant that i went the first night and bought a tub i had at least half a tub every night i was over there it was a bad moment yeah. thankfully no point Good in the moment. script did it come up that i was topless because it would have been a real a, a real shame but that's part of the excitement, right? And surely your trip to New York to do off-menu, particularly a, a, yeah. a food-based podcast, that must have oh. been swamped with James eating ice cream and Ed having to abstain because no, of
2: I ate, I ate
1: so much stuff, mate. We- Ed is such a great person and <laughs> is one of my favourite friends. And I can say that now I've had... One and a half bottles of wine, but like going to. If I ever had to go abroad, especially to America for a food-based anything, and choose someone to go with me, I would choose Ed at the drop of a hat because he is Ed is like the perfect person to go with for a food tour because Ed grew up loving food, then had to think about what he ha- what what he could eat, what he couldn't eat, sculpt himself into a sexy old beast. And now, only eats what is worth it. Oh, so
4: it's when beautiful. you're with,
1: when it's you're beautiful. with Ed, when you're with Ed, you're eating the best stuff. And it's like it's like what we were saying about like I can eat I can eat a whole tub of chubby hubby because I don't care what it does to me because it's that good. Mm. Ed, Ed knows that across all foods, so I can I go around it. with Ed in America, let him just choose whatever we're eating. But... But that's, it was that, such a good that, is,
2: that was a key thing for me when I worked that out because I used to be like pretty big and then I worked out I'm just eating everything and there's no point doing that like working out that I like exercise as well and enjoying enjoying exercise and then enjoying food but enjoying good I, food and like and, and going I'm not going to eat that pile of chips they look pretty rubbish I'm not just going to fill myself up with that I'm going to eat the best meat and the best chips
0: and the best cheese. Put, uh, people will hear i literally applauded then and and uh, I've, I've just <laughs> I've, I've recently had this breakthrough w- uh, with my partner because i've highlighted that uh, there's been points that th- that i am pre-lockdown that i've left the house and i've gone to f- five different shops to get ice cream and i've come back w- with no ice cream <laughs> all of those shops had ice cream they just yes. didn't have the ice cream I wanted, yeah. and that was all yeah. that was worth going down that yeah. that, that that rabbit hole for. Chris will contest to this from the time that well, we I've, went to I've the really cinema. Upset you? I've
5: upset yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. You ice cream before, haven't I? <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Chris, <laughs> you... Chris, Chris, at the cinema, Chris treated me to ice cream. Tell the story yeah, if you'd man. like. You couldn't you couldn't enjoy the movie because I've got the what wrong was ice it at the cinema? You got what did you do, Chris? You got <sighs> oh, I she can't, ask can't Pip even what remember. He wanted.
0: What uh, probably he, but. He, he didn't ask what I, I got, wanted, and essentially, and I got it in the
1: wrong order. Well, what didn't the fuck like? are yeah. you doing then? Didn't I put it in the wrong order. You what people want, <laughs>
0: so I'm <laughs> then like, I'm I'm then eating ice cream just to fucking eat ice cream. Not because <laughs> yeah. it's the ice cream I crave Thank and adore. You, <laughs> but, but again, it was it was genuinely one of the most awkward moments in our friendship. Because Chris, c- Chris hadn't said yeah. he was going to get ice cream. He was getting some stuff for himself. Oh, and he thought, oh. Oh. he thought, Pip loves ice cream. I will treat my dear friend to some ice cream. And he presented it to me. And the look that I gave him and the the cold, emotionless way I ate yeah. the ice cream was mm. f- fucking horrendous and I feel guilty for it to this day but no, I stand by I don't, it. No, 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 no. You must no, be no, no, mistaken. No, no, no. I wasn't I'm watching
5: sorry. you eat it. I was watching the you film. <laughs> I, <laughs> you were! If you thought I, that's I, what I, I was doing. Listen, we I were immediately... watching
1: Kong
0: Skull Island and you could not that's pay shit. attention to that massive <laughs> monkey. Right, so, so Pip, <laughs> listen, y- your, your
2: your attitude to food does not stretch to your attitude to cinema,
1: clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Kong Skull Islands is a pile of shit. <clears throat> Look, I hereby absolve you of all guilt, Pip, because if so- I understand that if someone buys you ice cream, you want it to be worth the guilt. Yeah. And if someone that's bought it. me worth ice guilt. cream that's before it. the cinema, especially before the cinema, well, I'm going to go and do something that will bring me kind of like, even if it's a shit film like Skull Island. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> it will bring me like, you know, kind of like. A quick uh, caveat, a just, quick caveat. It was, yeah, Skull Island it, feel-
0: it was Skull Island in 4D.
1: So, okay, worse then. Four times as bad. So, but whatever it is, <laughs> that, that Scotland in 4D will make you feel like a KFC will. So it's like junk food, and afterwards you feel bad about yourself. During it, I want to eat something that makes me feel good and like it was worth it. What I don't want is for someone to hand me uh, cookie dough, <laughs> You know, like, Ben and Jerry's cookie dough and, like, chocolate fudge stuff. Like, stuff that you could get in the shops and fish food that, like, I know is pointless. Whereas, really, when I go to the cinema, what I want is Chunky Monkey. I want the Cinnamon Bundo. I want the, uh, oh, I I definitely want the Bob Marley flavour. Like, I want stuff that you can't get in a tub in the cinema. Maybe
0: cookie dough mix-up. What what the hell? Maybe, sure. You see, see, again, Stu, shut the fuck up.
4: James, um, the the, yeah. <laughs> the reason... I, know, I know where this is going, Pip. I, I know why it's, Chris it's, done not... it. I know why Chris done it. No, but I'm not even g- I want to hear what was my
5: plan because of his plan? bullshit routine with the girl yeah. behind the counter every because time what, he goes. So he goes, he gets weird because you when you go to the counter, you act like you don't know what you want, why because yeah. you want it put in so, a certain order. So, so for That's... those who
0: don't know, so for Ed and James. <laughs> I have specific flavours I like at the cinema and I have a specific yeah. order, but I'm yeah. I'm an introvert in the job of an extrovert. So I'm really uncomfortable saying, here's what I want, here's the order I want. So what I do is I pick the first flavour and then I pretend I'm thinking about it. So they have yeah. time to put that flavour... Because I don't want to tell them the three flavours I want and then put them you in the this, order. You told us this on the first episode of yeah. Off Menu. I remember yeah. this. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's all the correct order. So... The, yeah. That was what Chris was playing with. But, James, the reason uh, this came up is exactly as you said. My local co-op, like, I've had a problem in this, in this lockdown. I plan to be healthy, to work out a lot. But my local co-op deviated from a, a fudge brownie, a cookie dough and caramel choo-choo, which yeah. are the three <laughs> standard flavours. Every Ben & Jerry's yeah. fan will know they're the three standard flavours. Yeah. They had Netflix and chilled. Which is oh, an obscure flavour? They had it regularly. The I'm fuck? convinced I bought every tub because I would go back every time that the Where lockdown do you live? would allow me. Do you live on the Sunset Strip? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 that's the heartbreaking thing. I've gone back three times recently, and they've not had it. So it was clearly just me buying it, and I've got through their whole yeah. their whole supply. But yeah, it's the best flavour. It's a rare flavour, and it's not the the typical standards. Three that most shops have, small shops.
5: What the
1: fuck? I don't, I don't know how you've even got that. Like, I, I've I, totally dialed out. At, I've, I've actively <laughs> got <gone laughs> out. I've just oh, stopped listening. <laughs> for like I... the last
5: two minutes. This, this is, is just for doing. me and James. We're still talking this is about the most exciting team. stuff. we talked I'm so about. I'm sorry. What the fuck is the matter with oh, you? Oh God. So me this and James will know that the three standard
1: so
0: flavours that everyone every small shop sh- oh, sells is fudge brownie, cookie dough and yes. caramel choo-choo. Well, you found your get- new cinema yes. partner, mate. That's, that's what I can lucky. say,
2: because this is killing me, this conversation. I don't think James is going to go and see Kong Skull
1: Island. <laughs> <It's>, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's worth Listen. noting. Go on, James. If anyone was gonna, it, look, I was go and see Kong Skull Island. If someone's going to buy me some substandard Ben and Jerry's, I'd go. <laughs> it's, like, it's 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 it's, it's worth noting
0: go. that the the genuinely the thing that made me and Brett Goldstein bond was we had a meeting about a project in Central London, and then we both. I said, oh, what are you doing after this?" He said, "I'm going to to see a film." I said, "So am I." And we went to see. Di- different films in the same s- cinema <laughs> just so we could yeah. be on our own, despite that's what we yeah. were doing next. We, I, I'm a fan yeah. of solo cinema, so that's what connected that, me and Brett.
1: That so much sums up Brett Gold's Totally. <laughs> that The thing that brings him closer to someone is being apart from it. him. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> that is 100% who he is. It's like... He, 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 he wants... He wants you to both just go... I love you, and now I'm going to go in the opposite direction. That's all <laughs> yeah. he wants.
2: I, yeah. Brett, Brett's one of my favorite and favorite people in the world. Uh, Brett yes, is someone who same. I will go and see if I go and see films in London. Like this, that's what I'm missing the most at the moment is being in town for meetings or anything like that, and then having like three hours to kill until the next thing. There's no point to go home, so you're going to go. and it see It was a my film.
0: favorite see- thing of having a show on XFM was XFM is surrounded by cinemas. Yeah. So I would have these <laughs> yeah. periods where I'm, I have these big gaps. Every time I recorded a show on XFM, I would see a film. It's, and, and just being able to go to a film by yourself, and then
2: every time I see a film, I will text Brett and tell him what film I've seen. Because mm-hmm. I'll yeah. wander yeah. into films in the Curzon, like art films, and I invariably absolutely hate them. And immediately have to text <laughs> him saying why I hated them and why I know he loved it, even though I know it's a piece of shit. And it's that fucking film climax made me so angry, and I had to call what him. After that. film,
1: uh, Ed? I've not seen it. Can you Ed, explain it to me, Ed? It was in my films of the year. So it's one go of the ahead. worst films I've ever seen, Pip. Can you both individually explain them to me uh, separately? And Three, two, you think one.
0: So what I love about climax
1: was that what <laughs> Pip loves about climax,
2: and why he's wrong. It's a Gaspar film. It's fucking awful. The first half an hour is uh, boring French teens doing a monologue to the camera. I went for a, two pisses during that. And then there's a really long dance scene, which is fine. And then it goes horrible for no reason.
0: Ed, Ed, I genuinely hope that we watched Climax in the same screening. We may want well to. The, the thing I love about Gaspar No films, and I've said this numerous times, it's so pretentious. I always catch them in the cinema because... When the film finishes, everyone leaves in s- absolute silence. Because everyone, you, you know, you need a while to be able to, t- to talk about that, and I adore it, but yeah, it was I, well, my, I, I it left left
2: probably it, my film of that year. It, it It can't have been the same screening, though, because I left in an audible huff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it, I love it. Well, I mean, the thing, you know, we're now over three hours in, and the thing that I wanted to bring up, it relates to off a menu because you mentioned missing going to see films and i miss that massively i genuinely as a joke and i'm doing quotation marks with my fingers here as a joke i tweeted Cineworld saying how much is a projectionist paid per hour because all the cinemas are closed i've got a cineworld near me i'm willing to pay them to to let me in to watch a film on a big screen with no one else there. It was a joke, but it was also completely real. I would be so up for that. It'd be amazing. But you obviously both do a, a, um, a food podcast. And one of the things I've found in this lockdown is the food that I miss. So essentially it's food that's outside of my delivery range. And obviously you had me on off menu and know that my off-menu m- menu was essentially all available from yeah you, Pizza Hut. You've you've got a lot of your food within range, I'd say. <laughs> well, interestingly, Pizza Hut is out of my delivery range, and genuinely, this is a confession. I've not told anyone, but Papa John's is out of my delivery range, but it's in my mum's delivery range. So yesterday, I drove to my mum's, oh, chatted wow. to her through my window, and had a Papa John's delivered to hers, but that is so great. that I could bring it. Her-
2: that's lovely so that you're sticking that to the home. rules and you're doing what did you want it's great did you do that under so
5: the guise of having a catch-up with her you No, i told her. you actually... i genuinely
0: i rang my mum and she was in the middle of a zoom pictionary contest so she said so she said i can't really talk i'm playing pictionary i said well to be brief i've got a delivery coming to your house i'll be there shortly Thankfully it arrived after a Pictionary had finished And I and I had that But uh, g- genuinely The question I've got for each of you Including James, whose screen has gone completely blank But he's so there, no he I know he's us. there in the dark He's there, there I he can is. see him moving yeah. But each of you I'll start with maybe Stu, and then go Ed and Then Chris, and then James If James has stopped his His, his mid-podcast wank um, <laughs> So is... Both Ed and James are both big foodies. And because of that, they're like uh, listening to Off Menu, there's so regularly discussions you have that make me regret not living in London because there's food places that you go to and adore, and it's amazing. What are you lo- looking forward to going and eating that has been removed from your grasps in lockdown? So, Stu, do you want to start with that, or, sh- or shall I go to one of the... People who have a food
4: podcast, yeah, start, come back, to, come back to me. Yeah, come back to Chris, me. Chris,
5: have you got anything? Let, let's let Ed start, and then we then I'll, I'll, I'll Ed, cook something up. Have you got anything, or would you like
2: me I to do. start?
0: If you want more time to think,
2: no. I mean, I've got, I've got, I've, I mean, it's literally it's everything. Like I fucking like I, I really, I miss ramen, like proper ramen. Like I really, mm-hmm. I think uh, bone daddies or Tonkotsu or something like that is is one of the first yes. places I'd go. I miss uh, Vietnamese food. It's basically everything I can't cook myself. So, Vietnamese food. Are you food. guys
0: a fan of, of Flesh and Buns? Yeah, fuck it. Like, I love Flesh and Buns. It's, but it's the same. It's yeah. fucking so it's all, fucking amazing, all right? All of
2: those Bone Daddy's restaurants. So, Bone Daddy's Flesh yeah. and Buns uh, at Shack Fu
1: Yu, which is a restaurant we bring up, I think, every episode of the you podcast. You talk about it all the time. I've <laughs> yeah. never been there. It's. it's Shack Phu no, is like. I can't go to Shack Fu Yu now without. I, and I like this, by the way. But I can't go to Shack for Yu without someone being there who was there because of the podcast have you so so have so you guys nice. had dj yoda on the podcast we've not no no he's
0: he's a foodie and a hip-hop head he yes. he he took me to 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 flesh and buns for the first time and it it blew my mind he's he's amazing i recommend having him on but
4: so uh, yeah, we'd so, love and, to have him on there, there's so, yeah, there's sure.
2: so many restaurants of that level in london where they're like it. it's a night out and it is a treat but it's not like mm-hmm. you're not spending hundreds of pounds but it's like a a decent level of like amazing food and you get loads of small dishes.
0: Like it's fucking incredible places. Um, Oh, uh, oh, that's it. With those kind of uh, places uh, that you get small plates. Yeah. And it's it's mind-blowing. Me and uh, uh, when I toured with B. Dolan, uh, we realised that you can turn any restaurant into a tapas restaurant. If you yeah. only order starters, yeah, <laughs> and starters, I'm, I'm, I'm a dessert I'm guy. Starters like James bullshit. One, I, I mean, I'm a dessert guy like James. But if you just, des- if you. you order, if you order a range of starters as your main, it's a hell of a ride. So, but there's, I, but there's I, so I, many. I know deals. it sounds like I'm playing you both off each other here. But, but they're yeah. so yeah. trying to be yeah. the, the ideal were...
2: off-menu guest. There's so many mm-hmm. restaurants where it's not even starters, it's just all of the dishes are, are small. So, yeah. like, fuck it. We went to an amazing restaurant uh, after enough off menu recording once called Brat in Shoreditch, which is oh, just incredible. Yes. It's like small dishes, amazing grilled meats. And, oh, mate, there's so many places I can't, I can't wait to go.
0: I went to a place in yeah, Shoreditch yeah, yeah. before our club night. I went on my own because I was embarrassed. But before the club night that I do with Stu and Chris, but I was too embarrassed to say I'm going to purely because. Uh, they do deep-fried Oreos, and that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So I went there, it was it was a barbecue place, it was amazing, but I went on my own, ordered all this stuff, had deep-fried Oreos, and it was, it was heaven. Um, my choice, I'll go to st- Stew next, if you've, you've thought of anything, but I follow, I don't, I don't even f- follow that many, but they come up on, on my recommends, a lot of burger places. And burger places are something that aren't readily available where I am on... Just eats or whatever a delivery app. So I've had my feel of pizzas and variation. I would still I like some good Italian pizzas and and variations. But just a good burger, and this is in in keeping with my off menu appearance. But a chain like a Shake Shack or Five Guys or any of these that I don't have access yeah. to, just. I keep seeing it and it's just so simple and appealing. And I know that when I eat it, it's not going to be a life changing experience. But it's comfort. It's it's, it's comfort. Like, that's
2: that's, that's what we need now is is comfort. And apparently, you're not in London, but Shake Shack is starting to deliver in London next week, I think.
0: Mate, I mean, speaking of comfort, I text a few people recently. I I stay up for most. A UFC events and we won't go into it because I know that you guys aren't particularly into it. I will touch upon the fact that we, me we as...
1: watched. We watched a UFC uh, UFC fight when we were in America. And how was that, that? Trip. Well, all we could think about was you because you're the only person <laughs> w- we know that, that that watches it a lot. And there was a shot where a guy was like holding back another guy. This guy's really pushing on him, and he's like holding him back. And his fucking ankle at one point like just fucking snaps and you Amazing. see that the fact that it's gone further than it should do and I remember we were in a bar in I think LA it was, maybe. LA, yeah. I, I, it was LA and we saw it happen and all I could think was this is what Pip likes <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I've, I've, I've got to touch upon the fact that there was the uh, the first UFC event in months last night <laughs> and the prelims started at 1pm and Stu was waiting for the prelims that, uh, there's these pre-prelim fights that start at mid uh, eleven thirty, and I was watching them, but Stu couldn't w- uh, watch them. And Stu was texting me <laughs> up until twelve fifty nine, and then he fell asleep. He was <laughs> uh, literally texting oh, me. No. He was literally texting me till twelve fifty nine, going, "I just want to watch fights. I'm so I'm so out for this." And then he fell asleep. And the message I sent him was read at s- s- six forty eight. <laughs> The fight's finished at 6.30, and I was just, uh, mate, I was in heaven uh, reading uh, those notifications. But yeah, uh, last night... How, how, did, how, how did the two of you meet, you and Stu? Oh, I've gone to Stu's club night uh, for years, and Stu was annoyed that, that, that in my first interview with M- M- Mag magazine, I talked yeah. about how I used to go to his club night, but I rarely paid to get in because I was poor. So w- one of my group of mates had paid to get in, and then go and open the fire exit, and the rest of us had sneak in. Um, and yeah, he was he was he was heartbroken that that was the big mention of his
1: his club <laughs> night he's been doing for twenty years or whatever. But did you bollock pit for it? How did you become friends? Um, oh, you what, booked me. Uh, oh, you booked us. Uh, us uh, Drew? Has that already been covered in another podcast and stuff? Oh, Stu, you booked me on uh, when me and, and
0: Dan were touring. You booked me and Dan to play in South End, yeah. and we kind of hit it off from then. And to be yeah. to give Stu his due, he was in bands that were the big local bands as I was gr- growing up. Again, he's very old. The big local <laughs> bands as I was growing up, so I kind of looked up to him and his group <laughs> of friends as the the cool guys, the guys in bands who were doing it and making it. So, <laughs>
1: well, what what did you play, Stu? Bearing in mind, for me, this is like I met Stu for the first time this week over. Zoom, doing an interview for the uh, Off the Beaten Track podcast, and now by this point I'm drunk and obsessed with Stu. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like uh, a... And what a pleasure it was to watch
2: that happen, by the way. <laughs> and it was oh. it was almost immediate as well in this chat. Like every time Stu said yeah. something, I could see James being like, "That eh, I love Stu."
1: <laughs> yeah, because what well, what well, like. it's very it's very different like the way that Stu's treated compared to the way that Chris is treated is very different and I (laughs) want to get in on
5: very discriminatory
1: Chris is just Chris is just getting out of things like Chris Chris has got the tiger who came for tea in the background of his of of his um (laughs) A of <laughs> a Zoom picture, Chris has just got a plain brick wall. <laughs> Stewart has has got a plain brick wall. Stuart's getting way more shit than Chris is getting. And stuart has got nothing. Stewart's got a, a brick wall. That's it. Chris has got the tiger who came to tea. And be, well, I bet. Well, I've got. Some also, like I've going, I wouldn't some even questions. know. Who's Can up, I just say yeah. shout
2: out to Chris for color coding his books.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that, so that's, and that's bullshit. So I know that's, that's your that's a pile of I shit. With I live so with a girlfriend. girl. That's stupid. So, colour coded books is a pile of shit. Right. I, that leads me on a, to a, a what I want a to ask you. Blue skull is. next to a tiger who came to tea is a pile of shit. And <laughs> that Stu is getting all the, all the bullshit from everybody. <laughs> this is what I'm, I'm so behind Stu because I had a nice chat with Stu earlier on this week. It was a lovely chat about music. I don't. Look, Chris, you're probably a lovely guy. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I literally don't give a shit, James. About you got to pick
5: a side. You got to pick a side, mate. That's fine. Oh, I'm picking a side. side. That's fine.
1: I'm picking a side 100. <laughs> percent If I'm doing my top five people, it's Stu one
5: to five, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Chris is getting nowhere near that. James, what's what's on the back of your? Wall? It looks like a fucking hula hoop. That, that's it you're is. ripping me for the tiger that came to tea. And yes. he's um, just it's like an ancient hula I, It that, is a hula hoop.
0: Can I can I nerd out here and? It's yep. always awkward when you're a fan of people that you're friends with, but James hula hooping on Taskmaster was <laughs> was just a mind blowing moment, a career high, and just yeah, is 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 the hula hoop related to your m- m- mind blowing hula hooping skills on Taskmaster? That is,
1: yeah, it is my Taskmaster hula hoop that they gave me. Obviously, like like you and like everyone else, or Ed, or, it, everyone like. I've been a fan of Taskmaster for many years. I was delighted to be on it. I was very excited to be on it. And they gave me the hula hoop. And the, the it was definitely the moment during the recording where I felt the most like I had bottomed out and uh, failed. And um, it was nice when I moved into this flat to get the hula hoop on the wall. Po- oh, actually, to be fair, by the time... So the first... The week that um, <laughs> we filmed the the Taskmaster studio tasks was the week that I moved into this flat. So like day one of Taskmaster in the studio was day one of me moving in here. And I was quite stressed out and moving in and filming that at the same time. And uh, one of the things that I had to do during that week was um, (laughs) do the hula hooping task in the studio, which I failed at. And the first thing I did when I got home from that um, failure was to nail and it, it's really bad cuz it's going to fall apart and probably do damage to my wall but i just nailed two nails into the wall randomly <laughs> and then and and then i i i i hung the hula hoop onto it I mean, so the hula hoop is on the wall it's there I but mean, one of the nails keeps on sinking and it's basically carving a, a line into my wall or
0: or the po- the painting by um i can't remember his name H- who's on the wall behind me chris came round and helped me hang and it took f- far longer than we expected because of the exact same thing every time we screwed in it just sunk into the wall yeah. and then was a mess but to give a little behind the scenes i'm the biggest fan of taskmaster and i had alex horn on the podcast and because of that i have people tweeting regularly asking when i'm going to be on the fact is i'm not a comedian You're i shouldn't never be, be on <laughs> I'm never going on, I shouldn't be on, yeah. but but the heartbreaking thing is I was arriving at Fenchurch Street train station one day to go and record a podcast with historian and great thinker Rutger Bregman, honestly I believe one of people who will be one of the great thinkers of our time, mm-hmm. and I almost cancelled it because I got a text off James saying, can yeah. you come and pretend to be Father Christmas for a task I'm doing on Taskmaster, Yeah. I turned it down because of my my passion for Rutger Bregman and this podcast, but you ended up going with Richard Osman, who hasn't even got a beard.
1: No, I didn't end up going with that. I ended up going with a member of the, um, the crew who did not have a beard. So, like, Richard Osman delivered the letter, fine. Right, that was it, of course, yeah. But Father Christmas was either you or Daniel Kitson, And neither of you replied, and so therefore a beardless member of the crew had to be Father Christmas.
0: Have you got a section on your your phone that's people who've got stutters? No, but (laughs) I'll hit them up for the Father Christmas role. That's very very unfair. He
2: has a section on his phone called beardy stutters
0: yeah it's, it's a Which silent just character the two of you it's a silent character it's their moment they can't yeah. fuck it up They're, there's no dialogue
1: they can do this yeah. this is how woke i am is that i don't see stutters i only see beards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but like mate no one the, sees you, stutters. so so you and <laughs> yeah well yeah you and kitson are like massive taskmaster fans and yeah. so i thought that well that's a it's an open <laughs> goal. They'll definitely do it. And also, like, I knew that it was gonna be in the background, so I mean, what the but, fuck
0: was Kitson doing? I was importing a yeah. I was
1: recording a very important sure. podcast. What the fuck was Kitson's? Kitson excuse? was upholding his frankly ridiculous um like <laughs> um like sense of dignity where he thinks that just because he doesn't go on Taskmaster that means no one's going to know who he is. Like, if you went on Taskmaster as the Santa Claus, no, actually, no. To be fair to him, Kitson was at his mum's birthday. I'll let him watch it.
3: <laughs> and, and,
1: and this I is now—I've I've, I've just remembered—he was at his <laughs> mum's birthday and, and in and Yorkshire. That, is fair. that was <laughs> and, fair on him, to be honest. And if this is, fair is Daniel, now completely <laughs> the The thing is, the guy's got pod... so
2: many morals. He, he tries He's such... so.
0: Oh no! Oh
1: no! A he was stupid... at his
2: mum's
0: birthday. This is now... Uh, uh, James, uh, James, I've been yeah. doing this podcast for over five years, mm. and this is the hardest question I've ever asked, and I want a true okay. answer. Oh, Who did oh, you no. text first, me or
1: Kitson? Oh, that's a good question. And I can say, look, even though my memory's foggy at this point, definitely Kitson. I, mean, I, I wouldn't message you, but I mean, why were the fuck... I um, love Taskmaster. It's the no, best show on TV. To be honest, I I, I don't know who it was first. Like, um, but <laughs> at the time, it was definitely that I knew that both of you loved it, and that both of you in the background, because I, I knew that in the background as Santa, it would be funny to have either yo know, just someone who people knew, but he wasn't acknowledged. So like, love it. it either way, either one of you would have been great. I I think that at, at one time. Like, this is a hundred percent honest. At one point, I thought that I think I was trying to go for one of you as Father Christmas and one of you as the postman, so that I had both of you at the same time. So that like, that was the amazing co- the the dream was it was going to be that. But did, but did and, you offer us, let me be? But, let me be clear but, but, to Richard Osman listening. You, but, you were the last but did, option.
0: <laughs> but did you offer us both the role of Father Christmas? And you were going to have to have the challenging task of letting us know that one of us was in the background. Pitt,
2: you've not not been acting long. Don't start quibbling over roles. (laughs) you just take
1: what you're offered, mate. Yeah, yeah. For starters, yeah, well done for panning up with Stephen Graham, but you're not an
3: actor.
1: (laughs) Um, No, no. Like... I think I said to both of you, "Are you free this afternoon?" Because I'm doing a thing for Taskmaster. It'd be cool. For you. So I, I don't think I had in mind like when Specific you're doing roles. With, yeah, when you're doing with those tasks, you got "You've got an hour to sort this out." Like you just text um, the people that you would like the most for, for something and say, "Can you do it?" I'm, and then I'm,
0: like, I'm, I'm so glad I couldn't do it and didn't have to uh, to text you my agent's details.
5: I don't know, like, I, I think... Can
0: you send me some details
1: of the role, the basic, if, you know, the background? I don't know, if you and Kitson had said yes, I'd have had, I would have, in a drop of a hat, had two Father Christmases, I wouldn't have even given it a moment's thought, and <clears throat> had Richard Osman as the postman. Like, it would have been funny to have two Santas. Like, the the great thing about that show is that in the moment, whatever you do, you just have to say yes to it and build on it. So, like, you, it would have been great you, to have both of you involved. Also, and like, they also
2: they they say yes to almost everything. Yeah.
1: So, if you yes. say I want to do this, they go,
2: "Okay, we'll try and make that happen." Like, they they will it's, then try and make it happen.
0: Are you it's talking so about good. Taskmaster or me and Kitson?
1: <laughs> you and kitson are both people who say no so like we're not Taskmaster is say yes and you're yeah. you say no but like you see, it's,
0: it's funny because i touched upon earlier about people that people recommend me K- kitson is the person i've been recommended the most and that what? i've tried to see or again i've tried to see him the most and every time i won't go into detail but there have been weird things that have got in the way I've not seen him, and I, yeah. for everything I hear, he's the most amazing. Yeah, he's, he's no, a legend. But like, but it, I, I it, always it, find it, that's a terrible—that's a terrible, that's a terrible way of what of going in to watch
2: someone is being told they're the most amazing person. Yeah, no sure. matter what, yeah. when you get recommended an album where someone says it's the best album of all time, or this comedian's the best person of all time, or it's the best actor yeah. ever. It's never a good idea to then go in it's, with that in your head. I mean,
0: it's what works so well with the Hardcore Listing podcast is all of the word is that it's absolute <laughs> dog shit with yeah. just guesswork and an absolute mess. That It's going to be all right when you have a listen. It's going to work out okay. Everything, Everything broadly is fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the know, big lesson here.
4: Can I ask Ed that uh, we was talking about like, stuff that's in the background earlier and yeah. just looking Uh-oh. behind you, right? I take it that's your records, right? Yep, my records. Uh, right, so there's two questions I want to know: Are they in any order? And no. also, there's <laughs> and also there's a big oh shiny God. cup. What did you win that for?
1: So, that is uh, not right. Listen, uh, sorry. James, shut I'm up. To shut up, James. Shut, like, <laughs> James. James, <laughs> when shut up? Yeah, no, don't watch. Shut it's up. Enough for you to tell me shut up. But like, shut I up, Jack. Yeah, well, do shut up. Then he was no because I do shut up. Like. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right.
2: So the records are not in any order. I moved. I moved last year. I just dumped them all in those shelves. Uh, the cup is uh, for Richard Osman's House of Games, uh, which is a game show where you uh, you do five episodes. I won four out of five episodes, which at the time was unprecedented, wow. and I got the I got the record Re- uh, for mate, the one mate,
0: episode. Mate, great lockdown tip. It's really nice. It's, it's really it's yeah. fairly. It's fairly throwaway, with all the respect in the world. Nice, and yeah, nice. I've, I've watched a lot of House of Games nope. in this in this period. James, no. so James did it, and James <laughs> won.
2: Uh, James won, um, and yep. I saw him the night he won the whole series. Uh, yep. And he wasn't in a nice mood, and he smashed nope. his trophy to pieces in a tunnel.
1: So yes, <laughs> <laughs> listen. See, it's not Do a good, a, fun, fucking show where you can just switch off and have a bit of a laugh. It is. Not, I loved it. it. No, it's a great no show. Ed. Who were you on with?
2: Uh, Kate Thornton, Makita Oliver, yeah. and Adrian Edmondson. How was that? What will great that lineup. Well, great obviously, line-up. obviously, uh, love Kate Thornton. Yep. Big part of you know watching TV in the last ten years.
1: Lovely Makita Oliver. Yep.
2: Huge, yep. huge show for me. Awesome. Pop world. Uh, Adrian
1: Edmondson. Legend. I'd say literally one of Legend. my heroes. So, brilliant, right? Okay, when I was on, I was on with Rory, the guy from Top Gear. I don't prick. even remember his surname. He, tell you what, he was, he was a prick, but not as, not as bad as most people were to me. And Diamond, who turned out to be king of the bullies. And <laughs> Samantha Janus, who is now Samantha Womack, who was like the sidekick to the bully. I had the worst day I've ever had on any TV recording ever. Got bullied by, but now I kind of love it that I was bullied by by Anne Diamond because I think that's <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> it is funny, but that that Anne Diamond bullied me and Samantha Womack was behind uh, bullying me with her. I mean, for some worry. reason,
0: for some reason, no matter how many t- times you say Samantha Womack, I'm I'm imagining Samantha Mumba. So I so wish that's,
2: that's
1: nice. Mumba wasn't only her, mate. It, it was only it was Womack all day. Yeah, if Samantha <laughs> Mumba was bullying me, it would have been nice and soft. Wimac is that's mean. That's like the, the the. I mean, bear in mind that most of us, me and Ed included, were first introduced to her when she was showering after a rugby match.
4: Up and under, up and, up and under, under. <laughs> up and under, up mate. and under.
1: Guys, that's where we first. Stu and Chris, have you done oh, top five man. nude scenes up on and your podcast? Under. Oh but my god! To be fair, I completely got my just desserts because that was where I would first. Knew who Samantha Mac was was in Up and Under in the trailer. To be fair, where she was showering, and it was like a a back shot scene, and it was very to be fair and front. To be fair to me, huh? And front? In, and, and, was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't remember it being on the front. I remember it being the yes, back. Yes,
2: Neil Morrissey. What? And this is amazing. I'm saying this. Neil Morrissey S- walked into the showers. Okay. And Mumba <laughs> was facing away, then facing forwards. Not S- Mumba. Stream.
3: Oh,
1: Chris. Mumba wasn't in it. Hang
0: on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Chris. Chris looks as lost as I am. I've just Googled. Samantha no, Womack Chris be game, on.
5: I, game, oh, on. game On,
0: right, on my, Game On Game yeah, oh, On was my I was obsessed with her in Game she, On She but. was
5: stunning but Ed said have we done top five what nude scenes nude scenes and I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I've, yeah, I've I've started writing mine already but I think it'd probably be Erica Elnack under Hang siege on, don't, whoa, 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 jumping out the d- cake
0: don't give it what away
2: you've, doing you've doing just like bu- you've for? just booked me you've just booked me for wild things
5: there's wild things
0: in there let's do it you've got Ed for Ed for hardcore listening top five
4: nude scenes coming soon can I just you make should, your am Bugsy you Showgirls, please?
0: <laughs> 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 so what was is, uh, what was Samantha And I'm also Bugsy in changed? Samantha, is there a name Janus? Change? Samantha, Samantha Janus? Janus,
1: that's how I so know her. Uh, that so I know her Samantha Janus, so good lord. When I was when I was seventeen, I was into Game On and I watched Samantha Janus in Game On. So like that was Such an a amazing Sit and I, I I lived it at the time. But to be fair to her but between that and me meeting her, I'd seen Up and Under and my sexual awakening with that scene where my memory is that it's from the back. Ed remembers it from the front, which is, like, mind-blowing to me because I, I, I only remember, like, a side boob thing. But, like, when I got slammed by Samantha Womack, I felt like I deserved it because I perved over all those years ago <laughs> when, I, when, when I'd seen it. <laughs> So like <laughs> I felt like it's a final so I retribution. This. Well, I, I deserve this shit because I've been sitting there as a pervy little hormone-ridden eighteen-year-old watching up and under, and now I deserve this to be completely destroyed by you. She told me I was a stupid person with a stupid brain when I was on uh, a <laughs> when I was on um, uh, Richard Osman's House of Games. Herman and Ann Diamond told me this is a stupid game for stupid person people with stupid brains, and then I mean, sure, I still won. But uh, I I felt pretty pretty destroyed by them both.
0: Ed Ed, who did you mention earlier uh, that was on on a nineties girls? Sorry, hostage... I'm just looking.
2: I'm I'm looking for the pictures. Carry on. What, what Ed. were you asking? Ed, who did I'm you, you mention some earlier? My best <laughs> anecdotes
1: here, and you're and you're just Ed. looking at your phone. Ed, who I
2: did you, you mention earlier? That was on because uh, I was worried uh, I'd uh, imagine
1: uh, the front. I know shots. what
0: you're looking at. <clears throat> uh, w- uh, was she on the word or something? Sarah Kaywood. Someone, oh, Sarah, Sarah Kaywood. Kaywood Sarah Kaywood and Samantha Janus was was just oh that was it. Sarah, my, Sarah my, my K- you, you know that the, Sarah on the, on Kaywood the, on,
2: the gir- on the girly Show.
0: Yeah, yeah the Girlie Show. That's it. That's it. Do you know Sarah, what? The more we talk about, I literally, this, I genuinely, if you look, at, if you look at my phone, I'm holding out to the screen now, and I've googled the Girl Show. <laughs> Private Jesus browsing enabled. Christ. And obviously Pip. it's come private, you notice? private browsing. you know it's private browsing
1: enabled. private browsing on your phone.
3: Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't
0: I've enabled private browsing while I Google oh, the girls show. Sure
1: Pip is you're the you're the classic person who I'd imagine is like very woke on one hand and therefore but but absolutely grubby on the other like (laughs) genuinely genuinely like like like, like completely like the grubbiest like fagin like type (laughs) porn like (laughs) if if fagin if if fagin was to if, if, if fagin was to look at pornography you're him and then but on the other side of things you're like this kind of pure Like, very nice guy.
0: James, uh, genuinely, uh, you're so right. One of the reasons I started the podcast was because I had so many songs, like Letter From God To Man and Thou Shout, that people had this opinion of me that was this saintly figure I started the podcast to yeah. show them a more realistic figure of what a piece of shit I was sure just, Woke Fagin just, amazing just <laughs> just so I, but yes. I know who you are you're John just so P- I could feel comfortable so like, with, with their opinion of yeah. this
1: fictional character that was Scroobius Pitt when I was growing up there was a guy in Ketlin <laughs> called John and like I I really connected to him when I was 17 I, I latched onto this guy called John it's probably around the same time I got into like like your music as well, to be fair to me. But, like, um, <laughs> he, he was a guy who he was a vegan and he was almost like celibate at the time, but like he loved like certain music and certain genres and all this. And he was actually an extremely <laughs> grubby guy with like fit <laughs> it, completely dirty stuff, but like who at the same time respected like control and like, um, uh, being able to, like, uh, you know, like uh, resist certain things. So, like, when I met you and I started doing things with you, I thought, oh, this is John the Punk. This is, like, a guy who, who kind of, to be, like, I, 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 I don't mean this in any bad way, but, like, you, you recognise, like, this is all the things my body is telling me to do. And yet, at the same time, I know that my brain is telling me not to do them, and so I'm trying my best to split my life between the two of those things. All right, R. Kelly, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> my mind is telling me no, but my
3: body... Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so basically, James, what, what, what you're saying is, is you think Pip is a perv who bought a book. Yes.
3: The
1: essence of R. Kelly. James is just 100%. 100%. On
0: record, James has just described me as the Essex R. Kelly. This is just just
1: disgusting. 100% 100%, I think that Pip would, like, have sex with anyone who let him unless Twitter said it wasn't okay. So I think that that's the kind of, like, who Pip is. I I genuinely...
0: (laughs) This is so meta because genuinely part of the start of the drunk cast was getting two mates who I chat to in real life drunk To talk to me on the podcast, rather than just, here I am talking to a philosopher. Here I am talking to a wonderful artist. To kind of... Exactly that. I'd get tweets all the time from people saying, when you say Chuck D, you're talking about Charles Dickens. And I'd go, uh, let's break that boundary. Let's break that down and go, no, 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 no. I'm I'm as much of a piece of shit as everyone out there, so... Dear God, that was a that, that was an exposing moment from James.
5: What <laughs> people but like, needed to hear, people needed to hear that you weren't just this poet guy. That you know, there's people out there who think you're just a prick. Who ever, <laughs> well, well, well,
1: well, <laughs> Earlier on, when we were talking about like transitions from like rap music to proper rap music, like like for me, I, I still hold them as like great albums is, like, your first album with Dan Sack and your first solo album, I think are, like, exceptional albums and I love them. But, like, in order to be, I, I know but sounds bad, but, like, <laughs> it, <laughs> but, but, it, it, but, it, it, in, order, in order to be a transitional album, you have to be a good album. You can't be, like, bad yeah. and be able to bridge that. You can't, because the bridge has to be strong, blah, blah, blah. But, like, those albums for me... Like, when, when Romish was interviewing me the other day, what came into my head I didn't say was you. So, like... Yeah. What I wanted to say was, like, actually, the first Dan The Sack vs. Scroobers Pip album, like, Thou Shall Always Kill... So, okay, here's a thing that my friend texted me about, David Trent, who um, Ed knows. Do you know David Trent? I know David Pip? No idea. Like, if you don't know... Right, Pip... You should get David Trent as a guest on your podcast. Oh, you should. And and
2: just to link it back in, David Trent used to have a 10-minute routine involving a video of uh, the guitarist from out the
1: drive-in. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. David Trent would both elevate and destroy you at the same time. Like, (laughs) David (laughs) Trent knows everything about the the Earth and the universe. uh, Yeah, but anyway. um, So, like... Like, here's the point where I admit that I'm drunk, I've forgotten what I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've honestly completely forgotten anything I I was saying. Mate, mate, as you were saying that
0: about albums, and and mine and Dan's first album and my solo album, instantly, Chris will know this, but on my first solo album that not many people heard originally, and no commercial breaks, I had a line that revealed me more as my real self rather than the person that i became perceived as i guess in the media or in 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 the public I, I let's not make the illusion i ever really attracted the attention of the media but i had a line on that first album that had, that said and it's again it's one of the lines i'm, I'm most ashamed of it said like martin luther king i had a dream but mine involved you and a tub of whipped cream that's not only disrespecting the great martin luther king and his wonderful speech but it's demeaning it down to the level of s-
2: oh, sexual
0: whipped cream that that is
1: that basicness. is sub, that's
0: sub dane
1: bowers but equally, equally, yeah, as, as well as it being w- sub I, day, would, but, I would I would watch Dane Bowers over you over that. But Why did you write Pip, why did you write Equally, that? as basic as that, it's still clearly someone who had had very
0: l- l- little sex and had read that getting whipped cream involved, that's a bit sexy. Yeah. And, as, and as, we bit all know, as
2: we all know, it's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> oh, it's
0: a fucking nightmare. It's a mess. It's a clean-up job from hell. <laughs> But yeah, again, it, it's clearly I'd 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 heard this, but not actually experienced as one person. He knows. That. I'm, I'm going to be edgy and, and involved whipped cream in Being my Martin
5: Luther King based fantasy. Have you ever have you ever used ice cream? Have you ever actually gone? No, and those? Are you actually cream? considering, Even like... we like, uh, Haven't uh,
1: used that, Chris. Come on, Pip and Chris. Jerry, are you thinking about the clean up
5: operation at the after party? Yeah, yeah. The clean the clean up operation. absolute absolutely
0: just just. From the conversation that we had earlier, you should be very aware that the amount of rejection and isolation that any partner would feel if I brought ice ice cream into the mix would just be too heavy. I'd clearly just be, you're naked and being very sexy, and I'm going, oh, this Netflix and chilled is quite exceptional. It just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Lads, but, I
2: might need to uh, I might need to go downstairs in a little bit if we want to. Well let's of wrap things head, up. Head towards uh, the wrap
0: up. Uh, just before we do, <coughs> Stu brought up the background of Ed uh, with his vinyl. I was about to make a confession on my background off screen, and I felt self-conscious until I saw Chris's. And my DVD collection is color coordinated, <laughs> uh, so it goes from blue into white. And then, uh, sorry, from blue into orange, into red, into white, then white into black, and so on and so forth. And your background, Chris, seems to be colour-coordinated rather than alphabetised or anything else. So it's, so it's what's all the my, deal there? It's all,
5: it's all my uh literature degree books. So Amazing. I mean, yeah, I have no... The, all I can bring to it is my my book collection is just below it basically, which is just <laughs> like, that kind of bizarre. Bizarre magazine
0: for those for those tuning in. He's brought a bizarre magazine now, so it's a classy choice. It's, it's astounding. So um, I mean, did we ever get to what you guys where you guys would like to eat if you could eat or or the first place you want to eat after? Ed said absolutely anywhere. Stew St- and Chris. Uh, I'll just i just want some mezze. M- mezze, mm. um, meze. Meze, fancy. Meze, vegan and specific. Over to you, Chris.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was an ex Nando's addict as a as you a were, child. yeah. And uh, and I thought I had time to get one more Nando's in, and then they shut, and I, mm. was, I was I was just de- devastated. Chris, by it. You, so you've... you know I could I I could sit and say try and say something else, but, but I, it's I Nando's don't want to. Know, God, I don't
1: want to cut. Keep Ed because I know that Ed's got to get off. But like the thought of having lost Nando's and wanting to go to Nando's again is varied. It's one of the only things that is difficult. That's the last
2: (laughs) meal. That's the last meal I had out. So was my birthday. Ah, See, on March tenth, I had a Nando's, but I was eating like super healthy and doing a, a pretty tight health regime to get in shape for my wedding. So I had fucking. Butterfly chicken breasts oh, at Nando's. No. So now That's yeah, my go-to fucking... choice. That's oh, my go-to you, choice of course because of the it is. You CrossFit, you, cross fit, you, cross
0: it, you fucking dickhead. Of course it <laughs> is. <laughs> 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 yeah, mate. I was so close
1: to taking the whole life. Talking life right. is doing the best things at the worst. Like the worst quality of the best things. Like I was, no was so close, shit.
0: I was um. so close to being the first to choose a protein shake as my drink on off menu.
1: Thank <laughs> for, yeah. you. Yeah, we, for we, for we the have the you to the fucking walls like the, like Joe Domit- to like no Pip, bullshit. You played you played it so
2: well because you picked all junk food. Yet you're
1: clearly a CrossFit tosser.
3: It was the perfect,
1: <laughs> perfect first episode. Was like someone who just picked junk food. You see, it, it, you see, it was. I, I, I don't think we would have as good a podcast now. And I don't want to say this because I, I, I don't want him to kind of like get in on this shit because we, we've actually lucked out. But like, if Pip hadn't chosen a junk food, you know, dumb guys first first menu. Excuse me. <laughs> You, you excuse me, dumbass. go ahead. Go ahead. Excuse me. You're a dumb oh, sorry, I misheard of that. But go ahead. <laughs> the, the, no, but, but like, if you hadn't chosen, like, what was such an, like, for all of us, like, a basic bitch me menu, Ed, a basic but, like, bitch f- menu. But for all of us, like, for me, it was like my menu, and for Ed, and like for everybody, it was like the menu that we all related to and liked. <laughs> like the fact that that was the first menu that was that went out was that one that everybody no matter who they are would like totally was very lucky for us because like i liked everything on your menu i think i I did i think like like like, it was like oh i wouldn't have chosen it as first choice you're fucking insane (laughs) like the the fact that that's that's what you want the most is fucking batshit i like right you see you see my off menu is more like uh uh, what do you fancy this evening menu yeah sure. yeah but that's <laughs> but great that's, that's, great. that's what we we're lucky it. for <laughs> yeah yeah we, but it, i if mean we, I if mean... we had anyone who who had said their first choice we might not have done well But at even all. even like...
2: like the next episode which was great <laughs> as well was grace Dent, and it was all there was like some yeah. like chips yeah. a proper was food like, creed some proper fancy shit as well yeah you but see, i think we needed you cause... as the first
0: episode to shore it up
2: because yeah, what, what Chris has highlighted
0: here skank. is is people. <laughs> what Chris has highlighted is people's obsession with Nando's. Because Chris has messaged my partner saying how much I hate Nando's, and it's what? not true. I'm just I'm just impartial. I think it's fine. But go to the hell. opinion, exactly exactly the opinion that Nando's what is the fine fuck is the matter is, with you is interpreted as a scathing attack on Quite the, right, on the art form that is Nando's. About, it's
4: fine. Yeah, it's because fine. You're, not, no. like, you're not touring no. anymore. That's, because you're I'm not having the butterfly anymore. chicken. You're, you're attacking the <laughs> like
1: middle Like Joel of Domit and drinking my own protein shake. No, Joel Domit <laughs> loves it. Joel Domit would drink a, a liquefied... Nando's chicken in a heartbeat. (laughs) Because
2: Paul Domit is touring. We're all touring comedians. It's it's regularity. It's a standard across the country. And the standard is good. And the standard is spicy.
1: (laughs) And I love it. And do they pause black cards? And what's going on over there? You've got a black card, Ed. And I haven't. Here's the thing that is like a massive... It's not actually like... Black cards don't exist. It's a myth. We haven't got an issue about it. But like ed has a black card and i do not have a black card which is you like know what? Ed, ed has tried to get me one but they haven't they haven't you know what me one. I'm,
0: I'm 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 gonna end the podcast on a very deep and meaningful note and i'm gonna compare ed and james uh. ed first of all no james first of all how has lockdown been without social media because I Brilliant. think it's a key difference. I think it's a key difference. Yeah. I think the depression, sure. the darkness, the misery, the anger at other humans is fueled so much by social media. So, so to have two people okay. so connected but in such different situations, how's it been, James?
1: Well, first of all, like what I will say beforehand is that Ed is a much more balanced person than I am and so therefore whatever he has to say about social media is probably fine. And... uh For me personally, I got knocked pretty badly by social media and I came off of it like probably six months or so before the lockdown and I would say since I've come off of it, life has been better. I don't miss it in any way, shape or form. I can only imagine how bad it would be during lockdown to have social media uh, present in my life and it's fantastic. What my... Now fear is is that Ed, who is a perfectly balanced human, who is fine, will be like lockdown. Or, or life before lockdown was fine, and after lockdown, it's also been fine. But mate, like mate, for uh, but, uh, me, it's been bad and then good and then
0: better. Uh, before we hand over to uh, to Ed, uh, next week's guest on my ho- on my podcast is the return of Rutger Bregman, who's a historian and philosopher. Okay. And and his and the reason you've the- never been on Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> never been on Taskmaster. A f- f- absolute fact. But his whole bad outlook luck. is the fact that humans are by their very nature good, but we act bad because of what we're sh- sh- shown and what is put to us. So... My instant thought was social media shows us the worst of humans and therefore brings out the worst in humans. It shows us people breaking lockdown and therefore makes us go, well, wh- why should I be on lockdown if these are literally 20 idiots v- versus millions or thousands in a particular area? So say it's, so, so, so it's 100 in an area, but there's thousands that are obeying the lockdown. So, social media highlights that minority and makes it harder for the rest to adhere and, and 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 be sane in these times. So, Ed, over to you. <laughs> okay, so I see all of this.
2: Just follow uh, that,
5: Ed.
0: And
2: <laughs> I uh I can see all I can see on social media these idiots you're talking about, but it doesn't make yeah. me think these people aren't obeying it, so why should I? It makes me think I'm going to like triple obey it and I'll be better than all of these pricks. <laughs> um I I'm fine. Like social media's fine. I just like I mute I
1: mute a lot. Like uh, it's been great. No, with... hold on, hold on a second though, because like I I agree with that that you do mute a lot of people, but you get annoyed with a lot of people at the same time. Yeah, but I don't get annoyed at them. I'll just text you. Sure. Yeah, but that <laughs> that's the same thing.
2: No, it's not at all. Because surely, if if, if you're getting annoyed wrong. at them directly to them, then they know they're getting a response. And yeah, but I don't.
1: I, I, I don't. I don't reply to them. But like yeah, you but and you me get, both hate them.
3: You get surely, super angry I sh- though.
1: I, sh- I, think, I, think, no I think we're the same, but like I think we're the same, but that you we we both respond to them in a way that is equally healthy. But like I it's get different. I get rid of it from my head in about ten minutes. Sure. Yeah, um, but so do um, I. But like we do it in different ways. My thought, and my thought on this, or looking
0: at this Zoom call, is that there's two ways to positively react. One is to remove yourself from social media completely, James. Two, is to find the positives and the motivation in the negatives. And and that is looking at at, at Ed, whose traps are looking pretty solid right now. He's looking in good shape. He's leaning in a particular manner that looks like he's been motivated by the idiots on social media to actually push himself further to be the best Ed Gamble he can possibly be. So, surely both of you are approaching it in the best way. <laughs> it and then, like, and it then, like and the then. Best. No, but then I look at Stu, who is struggling with a headstand, fucking looking old
1: as fuck. He's got bricks in his no, background. But, but this is this is the problem, right? Is that we we look at people like Stu and try and beat the fuck out of them, which he doesn't deserve <laughs> because actually Stu is like Stu is out of all of us, if we're honest, like the five of us on this on this tour <laughs> we we're, we're all thinking stew is actually the best stew oh, has got yeah. his life sorted i want
2: to i want right. to i want to I I like,
5: like, have like, my like, own like, bar
2: i want a gray beard and i want a nice jumper yeah
5: but to be fair just, stew is five yards away from that bar as well stew yes. stew I is what trampoline. we aspire
0: to purely because we can clearly see he's far older
1: than us no it's not even because of that it's because, like, we all, as British people, as English people, we can have a go at the pe- at the person whose goal is the closest, right? So so Stu's goal is, like, have a good family, be happy, like yourself and like the people around you. And so we all kind of, like, have a go at Stu, but whereas the rest of us <laughs> are individual loners who hate ourselves and... and I, 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 Chris. I really, She's I really
3: accurate. wish,
1: I I I, I I I really wish that the people around us loved us as much as people around us do hate. Love, love, love him, not hate. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> look, look, Stu, slip Stu. <laughs> <laughs> In all honesty, everyone hates you. <laughs> all four of us hate you Stu oh well, no, like, no mate we are, but we only <laughs> hate you because you've got a happier life than the rest of us so J- the four of us hate Stu we wish that everyone loved us as much as Stu, the people in Stu's life love Stu and that's the way we are now right so like t- I don't dangerous. even know like, like J- I, I, I've spoken to, to Pip a bunch of times I don't even know what his relationship status is I doubt that it's relevant like um, <laughs> like like <laughs> eh, Ed's got a fiancé, and I know that they're going to be together forever. Hey. And, 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 and I know that that's legitimately great, but I know that Ed hates himself, like, as a, <laughs> as a subtext of that. That's, how, <laughs> so that's like, how
2: we're friends, is that James knows I'm happy, but also I hate myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but I know that Ed's going to be fine for the rest of his life because Charlie is amazing, and that, that whole life is great. And Chris... To be honest, his, his drink was shit. The tiger who made for tea was, <laughs> The tiger who he came for tea is in the background. I know that Chris, in general, is probably going to have an awful life. So, like, Chris, <laughs> I, I don't have any hope for whatsoever. G- guys, but, guys. Like, a, that's, that's
0: a, I love a it on the head. A genuinely, uh, this is now the revelation of how I'm a soppy drunk rather than an aggressive drunk. Um, Which is probably why I don't drink, because I like to be more aggressive and edgy than I actually am. I can uh, look through now and see Stu, as the way he's handled this lockdown is he's (laughs) produced more content, he's produced top fives of music, he's been more motivated than ever. I can look at James possibly as my ultimate goal The fact that he's (laughs) Genuinely, the fact that he's walked away from social media, I would love to I, I fucking despise social media and I would love to walk away from it. I can look at Chris, who in this in this weird, fucking crazy situation has made his personal life and his relationship stronger than ever. And that's something that That's an area I've always been great at focusing on my uh, professional life rather than my personal life. To look at Chris and go, it's stronger than ever, it's pushing hard than ever, is hugely motivational. And then to look at Ed, whose fucking wedding was cancelled and his relationship got stronger... His wedding no, was fucking cancelled and his relationship got stronger. It's fucking mind-blowing and inspiring to me. And I look at myself with a fucking Ponty painting in the background. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> fucking clawing at people to come on and get yeah. drunk with me so my podcast still gets hits because no one gives a shit when I record them on my own. It's beautiful to see all these <laughs> wonderful humans who will... St- the step up and, ins- and fucking reply to my text messages. That is what the lockdown is about and what inspires me in these moments. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining me on another Isolation Drunk Cast. You are all fucking mind-blowing and inspirational. Um, it's been
3: I'm a like, pleasure, gents. It,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm quite drunk. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: um... I'm... I'm... <laughs> I'm hammered. Like <laughs> when
2: I saw James uh, uh, opening uh, uh, a second bottle of wine, I was like, "I've never seen that before." This is this no, is big.
0: Like I'm, I'm, i have got through two, two bottles of lockdown. gin. I'm really going for it. The point an hour ago uh, when right, I tried right, to like, end the podcast
1: was probably the strongest moment. But go <laughs> ahead, go on. No, like uh, i I, I, I've, I've deliberately been not drinking much during lockdown, and. It's been really nice to just fully drink during this and say a bunch of stupid shit. I don't mean anything that I've said for the last two hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's been great. Guys.
2: Thank, Thank you so much. very you? much for tuning I need in. To, I need to go um, downstairs and do my do my one uh, yeah my one lockdown thing we watch and the, the, the Real Housewives that. of Beverly Hills and that's our bonding shit.
0: I'm I'm
3: going to round things you. up by saying Ed, Stu and please Chris. Please tell please tell your shut up time. James
1: <laughs> that I, I I respect her so much and I and miss <laughs> her as well. She Chris. Stu and Chris have the hardcore
0: listening podcast. It's that, fantastic. No listen to that bit. <laughs> yeah, to that. But we Ed, and James, that? Ed and oh, James, Ed and James have sake. off menu. James went, yeah, has it's cool. has perfect sound. Ed has lifers. Stu and, has and, and, off the beat please, the track. Please. I do. Ed, Ed, Ed also has Crosby an XFM podcast X. with Matt Crosby thank Fuck you. you, I know this shit I've done my no research Don't try and question my professionalism Again, thank you very much for all your wonderful I just don't like it when you, you name drop
2: XFM in the podcast Because that's not a Radio X Sorry Radio X,
0: X. I've 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 had I've had speakings too from the top people at Radio X that they will not credit anything that was formerly XFM. So Radio X, Ed Gamble and Matt Crosby, amazing. Thank you for tuning in, guys. It's been a fucking pleasure. See you What's later.
5: you've been listening to scrooby's pips distraction pieces
0: there we go if you survived all three parts then good luck to you i hope you're not also now going to go and throw up for several hours i'll be back next week with a big twist and switch here i've got Rooker bregman returning a lot of you will know that the Rooker bregman episode was one of the best i've ever done he's a historian he's incredibly in- intelligent and w- he's wise i'd describe him as w- as wise he's he's changed my life genuinely there's things in my life i've permanently changed because of the conversations i've had with him and because of the books of his i've read so um yeah check it out and thank you for surviving and apologies for any embarrassment um calls here i'll see you next week ta-ta bye-bye